Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, the storms are basically a starting out here in Loudoun County. And presumably heading east towards the nation's capital and then beyond. Looks like it's going to be a little bit of a mess over the next 24-ish hours. So be careful out there. Be safe. Don't drive like a maniac. If you're going out to watch the game tonight somewhere, um, you know, you may want to check your local radar and all that good stuff uh, to see where there's a pocket where you can drive uh, and not be in torrential downpours or thunderstorms or whatever. And uh, if you want to listen to it on the radio, it's over on 106.7 The Fan tonight. With no Nationals game, uh, they're off again today like they were off on Monday. Baseball has a lot of these weird quirks in their schedule where teams sometimes get no days off for like 15 or 16 days, and then they'll get two days off in the span of four days. It's really weird. Um, but that's the deal, no Nats, so you don't have to worry about that. But, again, if you're driving home, if you're driving you know, wherever, uh, and, again, you're planning on going out watching the game somewhere, Certainly want to be careful uh, out there. Chiefs and Lions tonight uh, to kick off the NFL season. Uh, my thanks to Ed Smith, a former NFL tight end. I should have asked him about Kelsey and what a hyperextended knee might do. You know, but he's not a doctor. Uh, he's just a former NFL tight end. Uh, I think it's going to have an effect, certainly tonight. The question is, is... How long? Meaning, if he even plays tonight, which I would not play him, but I'm, again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not Andy Reid, I'm not his knee. What kind of an effect does it have all year? Or for the first half of the year? Is he the same? Is he gimping around? Does he re-aggravate it because it's already compromised? You know? Like, I mean, I can't help but go back to with Robert in 2012 and into 2013. I mean, I, I'm sorry. Like, like the reason why he ripped up his knee for good against Seattle was not just because of the turf and the horrible playing surface. The knee was already compromised. Not only in that game, but previously, thanks to Haloti Nata. It was already compromised. You know, so, look, no injury is exactly the same. No person is exactly the same. I just can't help but think that if Kelsey plays tonight, we still don't have word. I guess we're not going to get official word until pregame warm-ups. Uh, but everybody was kind of talking about how they were going to test it out this morning. Um, and, you know, ultimately kind of evaluate there, and maybe they would have an idea that he wouldn't play for sure, or maybe they would still be like, eh, let's see, pregame warm-ups, what have you. Um, but again, I wouldn't play him. And if he doesn't play, right, which, again, I think would be the prudent thing to do, and if Chris Jones, of course, is not going to play, you have to look at the Lions, right, and, and be like, Okay, if the Lions are as good as everybody thinks they are, and again, I don't think they're as good as everybody thinks they are. I don't think Jared Goff 
who's going to have two great seasons in a row. I know they have a very good offensive line. They completely rebuilt their running back room. They got rid of DeAndre Swift. They got rid of uh, Jamal Williams, who had, by the way, 17 touchdowns for them last year. They brought in Jameer Gibbs, 12th pick in the draft. Uh, they brought in David Montgomery. They have an excellent receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown. J- Jamison Williams suspended for six games. Uh, they traded away TJ Hawkinson at the deadline last year. Again, I don't know if he would have been back or not, but if they had finished strong like they did last year, you know, pretty decent chance TJ Hawkinson comes back. Instead, he's in the division with the Minnesota Vikings. You know, they brought in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. They uh, traded away Jeff Akuda. I don't think they're, I think their defensive line, especially with Hutchinson, is really good in terms of pass rush, getting up the field, creating havoc. I, I, I'm, I, I like Dan Campbell. I don't, I don't like run around mimicking his voice and, 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 and thinking he, he walks on water like some others do, but, I like Dan Campbell. I, I mean, I think it's a good football team. I, I just not convinced that Jared Goff is like this great quarterback that all of a sudden found Nirvana in Detroit and that Sean McVay and the Rams couldn't tap into that. Sorry. I, I, I mean, maybe he's better than I'm giving him credit for. I, he was really good last year. Can he do that again this year? Or is he just average? Or does he struggle? Or is he subpar? Does he get hurt? That's kind of what I think happens here to the Lions over the course of this season. I think they win tonight, especially if Kelsey's not playing. And again, we don't know that yet. But even if he's compromised and plays, you know, unless he, I'm unless, you know, unless he's really sharp, I think the Lions could win this game. Certainly to cover. I guess Chris Jones according to NFL Network is going to be at Arrowhead tonight watching the game from a suite. Now, he was at a team charity event yesterday, and he had some things to say about his contract, and apparently, again, going to be at the game tonight. The Chiefs know about this plan, and they want him there to see you know, the Super Bowl banner and all that stuff. They're not like holding it against him that he's holding out and whatever. So I guess the relationship is still pretty good, which is, you know, the way it should be. I mean, it's disappointing that he's not there, that he chose not to be there. That's his choice, not the team's choice. He should be there, in my opinion, but he's not. Instead, he'll be in a suite. But it's hard for me to think that the Lions, if they're as good as people think they are, and again, I don't think they're as good as people think they are, it's hard for me to imagine if no Chris Jones, if no Kelsey, no Eric Bieniemy, no Andrew Wiley. And I know Commanders fans don't like him already. It's hard for me to believe. No Orlando Brown. My gosh, I forgot about him. I mean, it's hard for me to believe that the Lions don't find a way to win this game. And if they don't, that's a bad sign. Even though it's on the road at Arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs. All right, so a couple of thoughts there. If you want to hop in on that, go right ahead. 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Let's go to the Ace Law listener lines and talk to JYD to get us going here on a Thursday afternoon in the nation's capital on the Team 980. What up, JYD? How you doing, Ruth? How you How doing? How are you, pal? What's, going, what's shaking? All right. All right. Well, I got a couple of things to say. First of all, the biggest, the, the biggest uh, thing that the Chiefs will have going for them since they will be missing two key figures in their, on their team will be the fans. The decibel level at, at our head is just out of, this, out of this world. So that'll help them a lot, I think. Now, as far as the, now getting to, to, out, to, to, to the, um, the commanders, this game coming up Sunday, Everybody is talking about how, you know, we should win this game convincingly. We should do this. We should do that. Look, it's hard. Look, if you can get a win in the NFL, it's, it, 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 it's, it's tough to get a win in the NFL. And the way I look at this game, first game of the season, it's a trap game. 
starting off already, you have a trap game and, and, and whatever. And, and, and so, therefore, I look at it like the Cardinals are not going to just come in here and lay down. In fact, in fact, the fire, look, 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 they want to look here. They, people say, well, they trying to, they trying to tank. Well, maybe they are, but then here again, hey, maybe, maybe, they'll, maybe, they'll, maybe they'll come out that locker room and say the hell with, hell with a sold out game. The hell with everybody, everybody's talked about us and we're going, and, 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 and they could be like a gnat all day long buzzing or a mosquito buzzing around all day long. And if, and, and if, and, and if you don't put and if you don't put them down, they will win the game. That's the way I look at that. That's the way I look at this. Yeah, JYD, I think that's more than fair. I mean, there's no chance Jonathan Gagnon and those players, even though many of us don't know who those players are. Again, Buda Baker, Hollywood Brown, uh, Rondale Moore, James Conner, Josh Down. There's no chance those guys are coming in going, we A, don't have a chance. B, we're going to be 0 and 17 this year. And, 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 uh, and, and we're basically being served up as an appetizer, uh, for or Josh Harris and the Commanders. There's no chance that they're coming in thinking they don't have a chance to win. Now, what they have to do is execute above expectation, and they have to, as Ed Smith said, be perfect in the areas such as turnovers, penalties, so on and so forth. All of that is probably too much to ask, but they are not coming here thinking, oh, uh, you know, again, we're just going to be served up as pre-party appetizers uh, for the commanders. That That is not going to happen. I pro- and that's why the commanders need to be sharp, especially early. Like, to your point, if they allow them to hang in that game, if they allow them to stay around within a score, then I could easily see something happening that makes this fan base go crazy uh, in, in the fourth quarter if you allow them to hang around in this game. That's why it's so important for the commanders to come out, dictate on offense. Again, run the ball right at them. Run the ball downhill. Get the short passing game going. Get that clicking. Now, break tackles. Wh- break them down. Wear them down. Longer now the, drives. Now the, now, the last thing I want to say is is yesterday when 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 um when Mitchell, Mitchell Rails and, and, right. and Josh Harris they you know they were speaking and, and Josh Harris mentioned about um. Basically, you know, probably for the first time that we've heard him say something about Ron Rivera and how, and, 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 and what he expects right. out of this team. Right. And, 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 and it looks, and, and, and he, and it seems like the notice has been put on, the notice has been put on the door. You got, you, yeah, you've done a wonderful job, you know, from what he's seen in training camp and, and all like this, but he's looking at it to say, Look here, you're going to have to show me more than that. You're going to have to show me that this team is capable and will win. Everyone, everyone is on. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, JYD. Good, uh, good call as always. Everyone's on notice. Everyone is on notice. I mean, the only people that aren't on notice, quite honestly, are like. Terry McLaurin, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. Everyone else is on notice. Everyone else is on notice. And even those guys might be, because they're the leaders. They're captains. Well, uh, Payne isn't, but you get my point. I mean, Ron knows. Again, we we talked about this throughout the offseason. We talked about it ad nauseum yesterday. Ron knows that he, or Ron should know, now he didn't say this in the quote to Kime. He said, "You know, if we're eight, eight and one, and next year they win the division, and forty out of the fifty, blah 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 blah, send me my Super Bowl ring." Ron's under the, at least publicly, and of course I don't expect him to publicly say this. Ron, if he's not thinking that this team, if it gets off to a one and four start and loses at home to Chicago on Thursday night football. And you have that extended little mini buy. If he's not thinking that he can be fired there, he's crazy. Of course he should be. Of course he should be worried about that. That's logical. That's common sense. I mean, Ron's more than on notice. Everyone in that building knows that with new ownership and another bad start, that they could make a change early 
and not necessarily after a full 17 games. Whether that's right or wrong, neither here nor there. I don't blame them. I mean, if they're one and four, again, if they don't look good doing so, what the hell do you have to wait around and watch 17 games for? You only get so many cracks at the apple. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Coming up, we're going to have our AFC Divisional and Wild Card picks. Matt and I will kind of go back and forth uh, and discuss. We'll do the NFC tomorrow. And as well, we'll have more of those quotes from Mitchell Rails, Josh Harris, and I guess Magic Johnson's expected to speak to the media at a Boys and Girls Club event tonight. So we'll see what Magic has to say. I'm sure that'll make the rounds. All here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Ah, little Zach Brown band, why don't you? Uh, apparently, DeAndre Hopkins, who landed with the Titans, used to be with the Cardinals. Another guy that we keep forgetting. Uh, and I don't blame the Cardinals, obviously, for cutting ties with him. Way too much money. Uh, he was popped for six games. All sorts of injuries. All that. Apparently, he told GQ Magazine. GQ's doing a lot of football stuff and getting a lot of run. Yesterday was Caleb Williams' dad saying, oh, wait a second, don't just automatically assume uh, my son's coming to your team if you tank and you're number one. Uh, but either way, uh, DeAndre Hopkins told GQ Magazine that he reached out to the Giants, Lions, Cowboys, and 49ers during free agency because they were on his quote-unquote list. You just made the list, Chris Jericho style. He never got a call back from any of them, he said. On joining Tennessee, quote, I'm very grateful for where I am. I think I made uh, the best decision. Well, wait a second. I mean, you had the decision between the Patriots and the Titans, and the Titans paid you a lot more. I mean, four teams that you're admitting that you wanted to go to or had interest in going to had no interest in you. Didn't even call you back. I don't know. I mean, of course he's happy where he is. Why wouldn't he be? It was the only team that really wanted him at the price that he wanted. I, again, there were teams that had an interest in him, i.e. the Patriots, and then teams that didn't have an interest in him, those teams that he just mentioned, that he apparently called and didn't call him. Just weird to see how this stuff plays out. Um, all right, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. So, 
in addition to saying that ship has sailed, uh, Mitchell Rails, again, became the, the, the first owner of this group to come out and say, we're not going back to the Redskins. Again, Jason Wright said it last week on the fan. And he was talking, as we clarified, and as we've continued to do the right thing, in our opinion, um, he clarified, or or it was ultimately clarified that he was speaking on behalf of the new ownership. And now we have even more evidence of that, right? Um, again, they're basically saying everything else is on the table, not the Redskins. But when Magic Johnson said everything's on the table, especially after this year on today, Everything on the table and them running around mentioning Redskins at the pep rally. Everyone took that. Well, not everyone. Not, not me. A lot of you, a lot of my brethren in the media, a lot of my colleagues in the media took that and ran and said, Oh, they're going back to the Redskins. Okay. So you put that beside again. I have zero problem with Mitchell Rails coming out. He's number two in charge. I have zero problem with Mitchell Rails coming out and saying, listen, we're not going back there. We're not trying to be a divisive force. Everything else under consideration. We're going to evaluate it. We're going to talk. We're going to make decisions slowly in the best interests of fans. Again, best interests of fans does not mean the name that the fans overwhelmingly want, which is Redskins or most fans. That's not going to happen. But, what they basically will and are saying is, hey, you know what? We'll probably have some sort of fan involvement. We will listen somehow, some way to fans. We will make sure that you have a voice. Then Josh Harris, the principal owner, said, quote, you're going to see a lot of me. Now, he's been watching most practices, not at every one, uh, but they were at every preseason game. I mean, I saw in Cleveland, uh, Mitchell Rails high-fiving players and coaches on the way out. Uh, Josh Harris was obviously there in a kind of extra premium seating area right along the sideline. Well, Harris said last night, again, you're going to see a lot of me. Magic Johnson addressed the players. Yesterday before the workout. They'll all be at the season opener. They're bringing John Riggins back. John Riggins hated Dan Snyder. John Riggins is coming back. Harris apparently reached out to Art Monk and Daryl Green, who have, you know, been at the facility, um, you know, for at times over the years, but but haven't been... Like regular, regular, regular parts. They've had roundtable lunches with 10 to 12 players at a time to get to know them and to hear ways that they can make improvements, presumably to the facility, the locker room. Apparently, they're offering half-price hot dogs on Sunday. Everything that they're touching, everything that they're saying, in my opinion, makes sense. Everything that they're doing. Now, again, am I always going to agree with them? Am I never going to question them? No. But so far, there's nothing that I can tell, that I can see, that I can tangibly connect to them. There's nothing that I can see that they're doing wrong. I don't know if that's me being naive. I don't know if that's me being too much of a homer. Too hopeful? I don't know what that is. But I do know this. Every time they have opened their mouth so far, you know, outside of that weird, awkward handshake on Monday Night Football between Joe Buck and Josh Harris, and, and, and again, that was just a, you know, Joe Buck was making a point with his hands. He talks with his hands. He kind of sort of reached out. And Josh Harris thought he was, you know, whatever. I know, it was awkward, but it wasn't bad. 
Every single thing that they're doing, every single thing that they've said so far makes sense to me. Again, I don't know if that's me being naive. I don't know if that's me being too soft. I don't know if that's me hoping that everything's going to be Shangri-La. I mean, think about this. Rails said last night, again, this is quoting from Nikki Javala in the Post, quote, about the player group lunches, we wanted to learn about their lives and who they were and the way they were thinking and what they were experiencing as part of this new regime and what it was like in the old days and what we could do to improve things for them. They all talk in the league. You can look at statistics and where our training camp ranks compared to other training camps, our stadium compared to other stadiums. My goodness. How genius is that? I mean, if you were taking over a well-established company, a well-established public brand with all sorts of issues and problems, why wouldn't you do this? But not everybody does. Not everybody gives a you-know-what. My sense is these guys are not only in, they are fully in, and that they are genuinely going to try and do as many things as possible to make this organization anything but what it has been. And again, Jason and Ron have done a lot of nice things, a lot of good things. And people worked hard, but they weren't empowered. They weren't working for somebody that had any sense of reality. They weren't working for somebody that cared about other human beings other than his friends, his drinking buddies, and his family. And then they were asked about Ron Rivera. We'll have that for you coming up in just a little bit. And then we'll have some AFC picks and predictions. I just went through my list. Uh, we're going to give you AFC East, North, South, West division winners, the three wild card, offensive player of the year, defensive player in the year in the AFC. Matt and I will have our picks. We'll give that to you. Uh, coming up, you can certainly chime in with yours at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. That's the number for you to hop aboard right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. All right, once again, Terry McLaurin out on the practice field. Doesn't seem like anyone significant, i.e. Chase Young, uh, is missing. They are indoors, so uh, with the uh, weather, as we mentioned, uh, in the Loudoun County area. So that's not really a surprise. Eric Bieniemy met with the media earlier today. I was talking about Deion Sanders, something that we talked about yesterday, uh, comparing the two. Also about what he thinks of quarterback Sam Howell. And he actually said, Howell's funny. A lot of people don't realize that, and they bust his chops a little bit. Seems like they have a very good early-on relationship, for sure, between offensive coordinator, assistant head coach, and starting quarterback. Meanwhile, Jack Del Rio also spoke uh, earlier today. We'll have some thoughts on him coming up later on in the show. Commanders, getting ready for the Arizona Cardinals. If you missed our conversation with former NFL tight end and Redskins tight end Ed Smith, host of the Believe on Cardinals podcast, hit the rewind feature right around 145. Uh, we'll have it for you on the Odyssey app and uh, after the show at the team980.com. Nats off today after snapping the six-game losing streak last night with a walk-off win against the New York Mets. They host the Los Angeles Dodgers starting tomorrow night at Nationals Park, and that's what's trending. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ah, a little Hotel California for you, baby. 
I didn't realize this. The Commanders actually started outside today and had to move inside. Uh, Kime's got some video of them transitioning. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I thought the storms were pretty obviously coming in, but uh, then lightning in the area and whatever. Uh, out in Ashburn. So they're inside practicing. We should get some news and notes coming up in a little bit, but it appears uh, that everybody... I want to. Uh, I, I did want to say this. Um, I, I screwed something up. I didn't realize with this long break that they had that Dax Milne was still so hurt that he couldn't even practice yesterday until after the show when I realized when they put out the injury report that Dax Milne did not practice at all yesterday. So Jamison Crowder, it looks like, is going to be up this Sunday. And that was a necessity, not a luxury. I didn't realize Milne was still that injured, that he couldn't practice. Um, so, you know, I do want to apologize for, uh, you know, for being uh, off on that. I thought Milne would, you know, be able to at least, at least, practice on a limited basis. And that was not the case. Uh, we will see about today when we get the injury report or when Ron Rivera speaks to the media uh, after practice. All right, so let's do this. Matt, are you ready to make some AFC conference Picks before we get to Hal uh, with his picks and uh, a little thought on uh, the commanders. Are you ready to to make at least a couple of the picks? We won't do them all in one shot. We'll kind of break it up. Uh, but are you ready to make your divisional picks, your divisional winners? Yeah, and I think that a lot of people are going to be very bored by my picks because I just look at the AFC and I see one team out of each conference that is a clear cut above the rest. I think that the wild card actually is going to be a lot more interesting. Okay. But, 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 but why would people be bored if you think there's one team? Because that means that it's generic. I don't feel like I have any real hot takes here. Well, it depends on who that one team is. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Because there, I, I, I don't see it that way. I, I could make an argument for... You know, um, I, I could make an argument for several teams in both conferences. I will say there are a couple teams that I'm like, mm, they. I have them more in my wild card okay. just because I think they could get there, but I don't have enough data on them in their active team right now to be able to really give it to it. All right. All right. Well, I'm curious as to you want to do your one super team or do you want to just run through your division winners and can, then and then I can comment. I'll just run through my division winners. Okay. Uh AFC East, I have the Buffalo Bills winning. Mm -hmm. AFC, week, yep. Week week 3 opponent at FedEx Field almost sold out. They said, not surprise. Not at all. Uh especially if we win this weekend cuz yeah, more people also, are going to want to come back. Yeah, but also Bills Mafia is going to Oh travel. yeah, that's going to travel well. All right, my AFC North, I have the Cincinnati Burrows. Mm, okay. AFC South, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. And AFC West, I mean, I would love for another team to do it, but it's got to be a repeat. We got to go Kansas City Chiefs. All right. So I'm going to give you this. You went with Buffalo. You went with Cincinnati. You went with the Jaguars and the Chiefs. Yes, sir. How many of... How many of those picks do you think I agree with and made for my picks out of the four? I think that you probably agree with three of them. Out of the four? Out of the four, I think that – three or two. I think that there's definitely two that you would agree with, but I'm not sure about the third. Okay. I agree with you on the Jaguars. Okay. Okay. And that's it. That's it? <laughs> wow. Yep, that's it. Okay, now, so the opposite of course, of I thought. Of course, you know I like to be a little bit different. Yes. Okay, I like to be a little bit out there, but I also don't say anything I don't believe. Okay, so when I make my picks here, before we get to your wild card teams, my wild card teams, 
again, I like to be different than conventional theory, but I truly believe these teams have an excellent shot of winning their division. Now, whether they do or they don't, I mean, will depend on a lot of things. But again, I, I can absolutely support and argue and back up and tell you absolutely. If this happens, that happens, this happens, that happens. This should happen, okay? So I only agree on one of your four AFC division winner picks. Here's who I have. In the AFC East, I have the New York Jets. I think even though Aaron Rodgers is annoying, and I, I don't think he's as humble and as kind and as considerate as he came across on Hard Knocks and all that, I, I still think he's cold and calculating, uh, and you know things could go wrong. But he's got Nathaniel Hackjob. He's got Randall Cobb. He's got uh, 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 Garrett Wilson. He's got uh, Azuma. Uh, he's got an excellent defense. He's got what seems to be a pretty damn cool head coach again he's got hack job who he loved in green bay right all of that plus he's got Brees hall coming back and dalvin cook the only big question is their offensive line and that is a big question there is no doubt about it they know it everyone knows it they're going to design around it is it going to be great no but they're going to make those guys better based on scheme and play calling and so on. So I'm going with the Jets. Again, they've got a terrific defense. Um, in the AFC North, you went with the Bengals. I went with Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think their defense is better this year. I think their offensive line is better this year. I think Kenny Pickett really came on hard down the stretch. I think George Pickens is going to be really interesting to watch. I'm really mad that I didn't get Pat Fryermuth in any of my tight end in my fantasy drafts. Uh, I think the Chiefs, Najee Harris, going to be good. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Steelers. Plus Tomlin, everybody loves him. They're always competitive even when they're not good. AFC South, we agree. Jaguars, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you uh, approach it. If you just think the Jaguars are the best team or they're kind of the best out of a mediocre bunch, because I, yeah. I, I'm not buying this tight. I, I know Kevin picked the Titans. He's really high on the Titans, and I can see with DeAndre Hopkins and Tajay Spears. I, I don't. I don't like any of the Titans' options at quarterback. I mean, Tannehill is average at best. Uh, the offensive line was terrible last year. Uh, I, you know, I, I think the Jaguars are an easy pick, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess we weren't, I guess we weren't saying that at this time last year. I think I ultimately went with the Titans when Pete and I did the picks. Uh, and that turned out to be wrong, but I wasn't sold, sold, sold on the Titans either. Um, I, it was just kind of like, okay, I, I, I didn't know if Jacksonville would be as good as they were ultimately turned out to be um, that quickly under Doug Peterson. But whatever. And we, uh, and the fourth division pick, ready for this one? Go. This is like almost reverse Juju. Not Juju Smith-Schuster. This is, I'm talking it into reality because I don't want to be disappointed if it happens. And B, I'm hoping that me picking it gives it bad karma. Bad karma. The Los Angeles Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. I can't stand their head coach, Brandon Staley. Yeah. I think he's a weasel. I think he's a punk. I think he's so analytically driven uh, and just blinded by reality. But they're... Good enough on defense, good enough on offense between Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, you know, if, 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 if they can stay on the field, which they didn't, uh, last year, uh, they get Rashawn Slater back. I like the Chargers, even though they have no fans, no home field. I like them better than I like the Chiefs right now. Uh, you know, with all the injuries and, and Chris Jones holding out, uh, I, I don't trust Russell Wilson at all. I like the Denver defense, as we'll talk about next week. And the Raiders are a mess. I'm going with the Chargers. All right, so Matt's got the Bills, Bengals, Jaguars, and Chiefs as division winners. I have the Jets, Pittsburgh, Jaguars, Chargers 
as my division winner. If you want to hop in, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Let's squeeze in Hal here uh, before we come on back and get the wild card picks in on the other side and an offensive and defensive player of the year in the AFC. Hal joins us on the Ace Law listener lines at 301-230-0980. What's up, Hal? How are you? Thanks for this, sir. I'm doing great. I hope you are, too. Really enjoying Thanks, the program with you yeah. and Matt. I appreciate it. agree with Matt on three of the four. I will go with the Dolphins in the East. I don't trust the Jets. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think the Bills loss last year was pretty hard for them. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think they have a lot of talent. I think they're going to win. The Bengals, to me, are just an absolute shoo-in. I don't see any other option whatsoever in the North. I agree with uh, Jacksonville because I like that quarterback, Lawrence. I think he's going to take a big step, and he already did take a big step. And then the Chiefs are my second almost shoo-in, but I could see the Chargers. I don't think that was an out-and-left-field out choice by you, so I'm going to go with them. And uh, I think it's got to be Mahomes for your player of the uh, the offensive player of the year in that in that conference. Um, just real quick on, on a totally different topic, going to the name, they can't go back to that old name. You mm-hmm. just, it, it is a slur. I, I don't, I get that fans may like it. I get that some native Americans say it's okay, but you just wouldn't refer to somebody by that word. So I just, they can't do it. Commanders was the second worst name they could have picked besides keeping the old one. Go with red wolves. I, I love that. I don't, you get the red in there. And who doesn't love wolves? They're dogs. So yes, red wolves. I, I was a fan of red. Again. I was a fan of red wolves too. The problem is they didn't want to pay the money to get into a battle over trademarks, uh, and, you know, which could have cost them fifty plus million dollars, is what I understand, uh, to buy out, secure, pay off, what have you, all of the trademark infringement. Confusion. I just don't see there's confusion. Well, well, because I the Timberwolves. Because the Timberwolves and yeah, because the Timberwolves and Arkansas State have the, the the Timberwolves have the Wolves trademark. The Arkansas State, I think, had the Red Wolves, if I remember correctly, from all my research and conversations with people. But it was going to be a protracted, either legal battle if they didn't want to pay, or it was going to be a hefty, hefty price, and they didn't want to do either or. I mean, look at all the Cardinals. Look at all the Wildcats. I, know. I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I know. I, I, I know. I, I don't know how Thanks, all that. Yeah. I don't know how all that you know got sorted out in the past. Uh, it's a good point, Hal. It's a good point. I mean, they're on hold for just. Can you keep me on hold for a little bit? I just want to hear more. Sure. I can't tune in. Sure. I absolutely. It. No, I appreciate the call. Absolutely, Matt. Can you put him on hold and so he can listen? Uh, no, it's a good call by Hal. Um, and and by the way, real quickly before we actually take the time out, um, look, I understand that Cincinnati is probably the best team on paper in the AFC North, but I mean, do we know that Joe Burrow is one hundred percent? I mean, they say he looks great. He says he. We we don't know that, right? And then they lost Jesse Bates on the back end. That's going to hurt them. Um, I think that's, you know, I think that's a fairly significant loss. I, you know, I, I, I think the, look, I mean, the Bengals are good. The Bengals are going to make the playoffs. Whether they win the division or the wild card, it's going to happen. I, nothing against the Bengals. I, I think I'm just maybe, the more I've thought about this, the more I got excited about the Steelers. And I admit that it might be a little bit more excitement than reality. But in my heart, I think, in my head, I think the Steelers are pretty damn good. Now that Pickett showed me what I needed to see. All right, 301 We'll get to more uh, AFC picks, wild card winners. Uh, all three, an offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, plus your calls, your reaction. Matt will have a, uh, his, I'll have mine. We'll continue to debate NFC tomorrow. Tony Gonzalez, Hall of Fame tight end, on the show tomorrow from Thursday Night Football. Now, they don't have the game tonight, but they have the game next Thursday and moving forward outside of Thanksgiving Day. So we'll talk to Hall of Fame tight end Tony Gonzalez on tomorrow's show. Uh, and more. With you on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app.
good to have you with us. We wrap up the 2 o'clock hour with uh, our wild card picks, and then we'll get back to the calls. Plus, we got some interesting, interesting developments from our fantasy league draft last night uh, that um, you'll hear us talk about from time. We won't go ad nauseum, uh, but, you know, a bunch of um, a bunch of listeners got in and um, I thought it was really interesting. Some really weird. Interesting is the best way I could put it. Picks. Uh, so we have a lot to cover. Uh, plus, dumb dumb of the day. Uh, three up, three down, and more. And your calls uh, at 301 All right, Matt, you want to give your wild card picks here uh, in the AFC? You just want to go uh, one, two, three, and then I'll um, and then I'll give you mine. I got to be honest. I don't know the order. I don't have a specific order. That's, a, that's okay. But it's very funny. We have the three that you picked that I didn't pick. It's kind of the same. My wild card picks, New York Jets, the L.A. Chargers, and then actually the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. I mentioned this off air, but everybody has their blind spots. Yeah. I do not like Dallas for obvious reasons. Being a Washington fan in the NFC, my Dallas team in the AFC is in fact the Steelers. So I am one of those people I will never actively put them down to win, despite how that might be a bad bet, just because I can't on good faith. So, so okay, so so you don't. Ha- I have the Steelers winning the division. You don't even have them making the playoffs. Nope. And so your wild card teams are the Jets, the Ravens, and who was it? The Chargers and Chargers. Okay. Uh, these are your wild card teams. Okay. I, I like where you're going there. For me, I'm just going to give you a little. Uh, look inside here before I reveal the three. I'm not picking the Ravens because I don't trust Lamar. And Stay see, healthy. that's where I came when I was looking for my wild cards. Because like I said, the teams that I picked were last year into this year, kind of what I perceive as the best rosters with the best history of working together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But these were the teams that I was like, all right, if they're healthy, or if they can get their stuff together, they could absolutely surpass sure. my teams that I have actually going as the conference champions. But these are the teams that I was like, I think they could be real good, but I'm not entirely willing to bet right. the bank on it. Listen, at this time of the year and every year, it's can this team stay healthy? If they stay healthy, they should be good. Yeah. But then there's another tier of if this team – you know, if if this team had, you know, again, with Lamar and the Ravens, if this team finds a way to stay healthy, they should be back at the pack. So, you know, like everybody kind of presents it in a different, you know, perspective. Like you have the teams that are established that everybody thinks, you know, are good. Jaguars, for instance. Well, if Trevor Lawrence goes out, you know, week one for the season, Obviously, that's going to change a lot of things, right? It doesn't automatically disqualify them, but you get my point. But then there's those teams, again, and the Ravens are very much in this category. Uh, and I think, quite honestly, you know, the Dolphins are in this category for me, where if Tua stays healthy, that's a playoff team. Absolutely, that's a playoff team. But can I trust that Tua's going to stay healthy? And that leads me to my wild card picks. And as much as I hate picking against my guy, Mike McDaniel, and I love the Dolphins team when when they're healthy, and I think they're going to be a big-time force if they're healthy, I can't trust that Tua Tungavailoa is going to not get thrown like around, around like a rag doll like he did all last year. And I, 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 I understand they have Mike White. I understand they have Skylar Thompson. I got it all. Listen, they made the playoffs last year. They gave Buffalo a hell of a fight. I'm, I, I, I just, I, I'm gonna pick against them, and maybe it's against my heart because I love Mike McDaniel. Mike think, McDaniel's a good dude. I think that's a good call because also that conference has gotten a lot harder. Yeah. With, well, that's the with other Rodgers going yeah. in. The Jets have gotten a lot yeah. better. The only Absolutely. team that isn't as at that level right now is the Patriots, yep. and you're still working against Belichick. Yeah, and, so, and, a, and a pretty good defense, exactly. by the way. It's, yeah. not, it's not a guarantee that they are a good team, but right. they're, and that's part of the issue is the yeah. AFC is 
loaded. I could see the Dolphins winning nine or ten games and being squeezed somehow out of a playoff spot 100%. by some you know crazy ass tiebreaker, even if it's ten wins. All right, real quickly, I'll go. Buffalo is my wild card one. So I have the Jets winning the division. Buffalo is my wild card one. Wild card two is the Bengals. Okay. Uh, so that's your division winner. I have Pittsburgh winning the division. Wild card three. I thought about this and I thought about again putting Miami here. I ultimately went with the Chiefs. So the three wild cards I have are Buffalo, Cincinnati, and the Chiefs. Your three division winners are three out of your four division winners, which just tells you everything and how deep that conference is. All right, so Matt's got the Bills, Bengals, Jaguars, Chiefs winning the division, Jets, Ravens, Chargers as his wild card. I have the Jets, Pittsburgh, Jaguars, Chargers winning divisions in the AFC, Bills, Cincinnati, and Chiefs as the wild cards coming back. Offensive player of the year in the AFC, defensive player of the year in the AFC, and your calls at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. You want to talk about Mitchell Rails and Josh Harris and what they had to say. You want to talk about the Cardinals coming up. Uh, you want to talk about your AFC picks. You want to talk about Thursday Night Football to open up the season. Let's go, baby, on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.